The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Are you looking to spice up your sex life? If you are, I got you covered, okay? I have an all-organic coconut lube for you, okay? Thought you were going to say you were heading to their houses. <laughs> Natural ingredients, four of them, four main ones, like coconut oil, beeswax, vanilla essence, and stevia. We like a little taste in there. Anyway, woo for play. It's amazing. It enhances your sex life, and it's great if you get UTIs a lot, okay? So go to wooforplay.com and enter promo code him and her at checkout for 20% off your entire order. I would even grab two bottles. Again, that's wooforplay.com, W-O-O-F-O-R-P-L-A-Y.com and enter promo code him and her for 20% off. This episode is brought to you by A Third Love. So when it comes to a bra and pajamas, I like to check my boxes. You know what I mean? I don't ask for much. I just want the perfect fit. I like a lot of size options, quality, and convenience. And you know I'm not a mall person at all. I like to order online. So enter Third Love, okay? I have been wearing Third Love pajamas and bras for the last six months. I'm obsessed. Okay, if you want to check it out, go to thirdlove.com skinny and get 15% off your first purchase. Make sure you use the code, guys. That's thirdlove.com slash skinny for 15% off today. She's a lifestyle blogger extraordinaire. Fantastic. And he's a serial entrepreneur. A very smart cookie. And now Lauren Everts and Michael Bostick are bringing you along for the ride. Get ready for some major realness. Welcome to the Skinny Confidential, him and her. Aha. So I went to beauty school and it was one of those things, it's like I always tell people, if you if there's something that you have a passion for, chances are if you follow it and you have to like overcome some sort of obstacle, like you're gonna be good at it, right? Like I just knew if I go to beauty school, I'm gonna be really good. You know, it's like when I was in beauty school, I'm like, I wanna work on Jennifer Aniston, you know, like um, I wanna work on Kim Basinger and now those are two of my clients, you know? So it's like, so how did I get there? I think it was just really, um, I work my ass off. I won't stop until I get what I want. You know what I mean? I can attest to it. I've seen it. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, I, this morning I'm at yoga at 5 a.m. Then I go to the gym and work out with a trainer after. And it's like, I know I need to get all the workout stuff before 7 a.m. Because it's like the day after that just keeps going. I go to bed at 8 o'clock because I want to like wake up really early. Like, so I'm just, I've always been super, super driven. Even though I was like a 13 year old kid, I used to set my alarm, wake up and go for runs before school. You know, and it's like, what kid does stuff like that? Here we are again, coming in hot with another episode of the Him and Her Show. The Him Show. Her Show. Both. That clip was from our guest of the show today, celebrity hair colorist, which I just learned that's the proper way to say it, Justin Anderson. On this episode, we discuss hair, family dynamics, pursuing your dream and life path, passion for your career, influencer marketing, launching a product online, how to create impactful content, authentic brand building, and recipes and strategies for success. A lot in this episode. What up, guys? I am Lauren Everts, the creator of The Skinny Confidential, which is a cheeky resource for beauty, wellness, and business. And I'm Michael Bostic. I am a serial entrepreneur and brand builder, most recently, most frequently, the CEO of Dear Media, which is a new kind of podcast network, marrying the digital world to the audio space. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. So I'm very, very excited about this episode because I think Justin has the best personality. Like he has so much charisma. He's so funny. He's so warm. He has strength and warmth, as you would say, a compelling person has. Michael Bostic. Well, you know what's interesting? Um, I went into this episode. I met Justin one time once at the DP Hugh house when you were getting your hair done. And I met him and I thought he was rad. And then I was like, okay, he's coming on the show. And I figured, okay... It'll be one of those shows where I'm kind of lost, don't know how interested I am in hair color. Um, You're interested in your own hair, though. I am. But then I started talking to Justin, and this guy packs a punch. He is extremely interesting, extremely well-read, a serial entrepreneur himself, co-founder of the DP Hue brand. And we had a long conversation that I was very interested in, and I'm interested in him. He's and, very, um, very well-rounded. And he commands the presence of a room and you're just like attracted to him. He's He has a magnetic personality, I would say. I think that this is one of my favorite interviews personally. Yeah, um, it was great. We had a conversation, Justin and I, after and I told him, and I don't do tell this to a lot of people, that he is, and Justin, you are, if you're listening, a compelling person. And a compelling person in my book is somebody that has strength and warmth. 
Strength meaning they'll get shit done. Warmth meaning they don't just get stuff done for themselves. So that's a compliment of the highest regard. Justin, you're a rock star. Do you think your wife is a compelling person? You're something. (laughs) You're something. Before I get into my hair, I want to talk about your hair. How long does it take for you to do your hair? Be real. No, honestly, not long. Be real. Not long. What if I... It just comes like this. What if I hide your hairbrush? I got more now, so I'm good. So I wanted to surprise Michael. Michael's had the same hairbrush since high school. I'm not kidding you guys. We call it Old Blue. You know that if you've been following along for a while. So Old Blue is looking real old. It's like a weathered, old, old blue brush. So I wanted to buy him the exact same brush, but could not find it anywhere. I went into the dark, deep depths of the internet to find you another Old Blue. Finally, after about 100 million hours of search, I found you old red. Well, now, now I have, it's, it's new red and new black. So now I have black, blue, and red, <laughs> right? Anyway, Michael's hair is looking better than ever. He has his rough pace that he talked about on his master list. You guys will have to listen to that episode to hear his hair secrets. But uh, yeah. Maybe Justin will dye my hair blonde and who knows. I could see you wanting to do that after me. Mm. Since we're on the subject of beauty in this podcast, I want to talk to you about Thrive Market. Thrive Market does not just have food, guys, okay? It also has beauty and wellness products. I actually get a bunch of my beauty items there. If we're getting specific, like we always are, I get Aztec Healing Clay Mask, okay? This is such a find. It's like six bucks. It's the best clay, and it pulls impurities out of your face. So if you have a zit, you can just throw it on with a little apple cider vinegar, which you can also get at Thrive. I like the Bragg's one. And you mix it up, little water, put it on your face, and let it sit there for as long as you can stand it. Then I also like the Egyptian Magic Cream. I get both of these items off Thrive. If you haven't tried Egyptian Magic Cream, you're missing out. What I like to do with this is put it all over my face, all over my chest, all over my boobs, all over my hands, all over my arms, all over everywhere, really. It's this amazing cream that I like to sleep with, and I just feel like it nourishes your skin. It's insane. You can even do this after your Aztec Healing Clay Mask, and even while you're at it, since you have the apple cider vinegar, just take a little shot. You know what else? Sometimes I do steal your Egyptian magic cream, rub that on my face. But I was just in uh, to Thrive's headquarters the other day talking to their marketing team about some other stuff. And they have a whole section of products that is actually developed by Thrive Market themselves. I fell in love with their beef jerky. Caroline, if you're listening to this, send me more beef jerky. Love that stuff, guys. You got to try this stuff. It's Thrive Beef Jerky brand. Anyways, Lauren, I don't want to take your beauty segment, but they don't just have household supplies. They have a lot of great food supplies. They have their own packaging, granola, all this stuff. So they gave me a whole bag. So I'm in heaven. He's talked about this beef jerky for like hours and hours and hours. I've never seen you so attached to a certain food. I ate a whole bag today. I don't know how many jerky eaters there are out there, but... Would I like it? Yeah, try some. I got to try it. I ate it all. I'll try it Why I have my Aztec healing clay mask on. Okay. Thrive Market is offering all TSC him and her listeners 25% off your first order and free shipping with a one month trial. When you go to thrivemarket.com slash skinny again, that's thrivemarket.com slash skinny and make sure you guys check out the skinny confidential page that has all my favorites on it. Happy shopping. Justin Anderson is one of the most coveted celebrity hair colorists in Hollywood. Justin's signature Southern California style has landed his work on the covers of L, W, Cosmo, Glamour, and much more. He's also the go-to guy for Jennifer Aniston, Miley Cyrus, Margaret Robbie, Jillian Michaels, Kim Basinger, Kelly Osbourne, Ireland Baldwin, and Emma Roberts, to name a few, you guys. His work ranges from naturally beautiful to cutting-edge trends, like my platinum do. He also happens to be the creative director of DP Hue, which has the best apple cider vinegar rinse. Okay, you got to try it. With that, welcome to the show, Justin Anderson. This is the Skinny Confidential, him and her. No, because I don't like things to be that natural, actually. Like, I love really long hair. I think the guy that does their hair, I'm just kind of like over it. Like, okay, you're putting like a long ass ponytail on every girl. Like, I just want things to be a little bit different, you know? Yeah. I also think that one girl in that family, I know Kendall's kind of the most I'm going to be completely lost in this conversation. I'm just going to try to keep up. (laughs) But I feel like one girl in that family needs to be like kind of like high fashion and like use like, I don't know, I'm just like, I think that whole thing is changing. Like the over the top, like everything. Are we good to go? I'm just not that guy. 
I don't know. What are these two doing back there? Are we good to go? You guys kissing back but there? Remember what? my assistant We're Alexi? We're rolling. We're rolling. Cool. Okay. Good. Keep going. Alexi did um, Kylie's hair with the guy who colored her hair. Okay. So he, I love him. Yeah, he's the sweetest ever, and it's so funny because the guy who colors their hair like brought Alexi in because he wants to get all the blonde tricks, you know? Because uh, Alexi works for me. You do right? have the blonde tricks. I do have the blonde tricks. I, before we get into this interview, I need to ask you one thing: How good is Michael's hairline? It's so good. Like, who gets to have that? I know. It's why I married him. Listen, <laughs> give, give, give me you, something. You, know you need I mean? to think about those things for sure when you, like, pick a guy, though. I tell girls that all the time. It's like, look You know what? Search. I was stressed today because both times I've seen you now, it's, like, been at the very furthest point of me getting a haircut. So I'm like, fuck, man. He's probably going to be, like, he's looking at looking my hair. Yeah, right. You have such you know? good hair. He's You're looking so at my janky extension. Right <laughs> he's not looking at I didn't inspect if he had a cul-de-sac, and nothing's happening. It just stays there. His eyebrows, everything. It's so lucky. You got the one thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. I'll take it. You have take other it. things, too. <laughs> okay, so I want to go back with your childhood because you're very close to your siblings very one of them works for you yeah my sister does work for me she works for me full-time i stole her from her other job my sister and i've been like best friends forever we lived together for years just up until recently because she got engaged i have a boyfriend so we had to like move out from each other um but we're really really close but i grew up in a really tight mormon family so i'm from like a really big mormon family tons of cousins on both sides of the family i grew up in pasadena california where there's actually not a lot of mormons it's just literally all the anderson mormons so we were like the big mormon family there um but my thing that i always tell people is like it's weird that i do hair because i grew up around like all these guy cousins who all did like construction right and then all of us cousins, we did go to college, a lot of professional athletes in our family. So everyone like played sports, went to college, blah, blah, blah. And then I was in college knowing in my head that I wanted to drop out and go to beauty school, but I was so afraid to tell like my Mormon family. But after my junior year of college, I was like in a fraternity, I was pretending I was straight, I was like partying, I was doing that whole thing, and there was nothing that I wanted to do. I think I was studying like the hospitality industry, because I was like, I want to open like a bar, or a restaurant, or a club, like wanted to be that guy that every mom tells their daughter to run from, you know? <laughs> um, but I was like, I really didn't want to do any of that. So I finally decided to tell my parents that I was going to beauty school, and I remember... Um, What's that reaction like? When I call, so my parents were on, my grandparents live in Hawaii, so my parents were visiting my grandparents in Hawaii. I'm gonna have you get close to this like this. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you gotta get real involved. Yeah. I've never been that close to something that looked like that. Um, my, my family was in Hawaii, and I called my mom and I told her, and I was like shaking. I was so nervous to tell her. And my mom like lost her mind. Like she was pissed. She's like, what are you talking And I think at that time she was kind of nervous about me coming out of the closet. My mom and I are still so close, and she's so supportive of me being gay and a relationship and all that kind of stuff but at that time I think a mom's a little bit like they're scared you know that's like I think at that time my mom's like she didn't have any gay friends or it just made her nervous you know but I think that me saying I wanted to go to beauty school was kind of like the introduction to like your son's a homo you know it's like get, get prepared you know so she she was pissed but her immediate thing was like fine then just move to Beverly Hills and be a gay hairdresser like that's not a real profession like no hairdresser makes any money and the thing is, is like my personality, I think being the middle boy in the family, being the gay boy in the family, like I love to prove people wrong. Like I want to like stand up. I feel like it's like we all have that one thing that kind of makes us like work that much harder. I have to tell you, every successful person we've had on this podcast, I swear to God, has said what has fueled them initially is proving something. I just got chills. I like believe it so much. That's why whenever I work with like a really successful client, like I like to ask all those questions, you know, like what makes you strive? Cause there's always something there, you know, whether it's you were bullied as a kid, you grew up in a family where you, you knew you were different, you know, um, whatever it was, you know? And for me, it was like, I was always kind of like the silent one who wanted to just like get ahead. You know what I mean? Like both my brothers were the best at everything like my younger brother was the best surfer the best skateboarder my older brother was the best athlete and I just remember my parents made me play all these sports and I was like I don't really want to do any of this stuff you know it's like it wasn't for me I was competitive but I just didn't care enough um but as I got older I kind of started to figure out that it was like that stuff didn't matter like I, I focused more on the stuff that would really really matter you know like I wanted to be like the one who made more money at that lemonade stand you know it's like I, I knew I wanted to do these certain things. So I don't know. I just feel like I have a lot to prove in my family. But when my mom, going back to that story, when my mom said no hairdresser makes a career out of being a hairdresser or like, you know, where do you think that's going to go? You're, you're, you're dropping out of college. You're giving up on all your dreams. And it was just then that I'm like, oh, I'm going to prove it wrong, you know? And it really was one of those things that's like, I love doing hair so much. Since I was a kid, I was obsessed with hair. Like my very first art class I ever took 
the first thing I ever painted a picture of was Kim Basinger's hair from Batman, you know, because I was like obsessed with her blonde hair. And I was like an eight year old kid or whatever. And the teacher's like, what the hell is he doing? You know, can you find that painting and frame it? I need to. And Kim's my client now. So the first time <laughs> Kim ever sat in my chair, when I got the call to do Kim Basinger's hair, I was like freaking out, like shaking. And I, I, I meet so many celebrities, right? And blah, blah, blah. I hate talking about being a celebrity hairdresser, but it's just what I do for a living. But I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh, I'm not impressed by celebrities because I love celebrities. I think they're amazing because celebrities are the best at what they do. To be a Hollywood star, like, you're the shit. You know what I mean? Like, you work your ass off. Talk about, like, have a drive, you know? So I like celebrities for that reason. Like, what makes you tick? How did you get to where you're at? So I get excited about celebrities for that reason. But when Kim came in, it was like a whole nother story. And it was the first time or pretty much the only time in my career where I had to just, like, walk up to her shake her hand and just be like, Kim, I've got to get this out of the way before we move any further. Like, you are the reason why I do hair color. Like, I love you since I was a kid, you know, whatever. And it wasn't, I had to make sure I didn't do it like in a creepy way, like a stalker fan, but she's- I've been drawing your hair for years. (laughs) In a a dark apartment somewhere. I have pictures of you everywhere. Candles, the whole thing. (laughs) No, I mean, I did it in the sweetest way possible. And she's the nicest person in the world. And like- Did she love her blonde? She did. I still do her all these years later. We text all the time. Every time her name pops up on my phone, I like like shake a little bit. I'm like, oh my God, like Kim Basinger. She's like the emoji queen too. Her emoji game is so good. She Really? Yeah, I'll, I'll show you later. <laughs> How did the, the rest of your family and your brothers particularly react when you said you wanted to be a hairdresser or a hairstylist? That's such a good What's qu- the proper term? Hairstylist, dresser? This, listen, I told you I'm going to swim a little bit in this one. No, I love it. You shouldn't know. I mean, there's a lot of things you know about that I don't, I don't know about, but... <laughs> Uh, I'm a hair colorist, actually, hair colorist, so okay. I always kind of mess that up. I just say hairdresser, and then nothing bothers me, but I, technically I'm a hair colorist because I only color hair, you know? Master of blonde hair, right? So I'm a hair He's colorist. He's a master of blonde yeah. hair. I wonder if I would ever look good blonde. Uh, maybe. Maybe. We do a little Tony thing on you. Tony? Maybe. It oh, would yeah. look kind of cool. Really? You know who it would look? You would look like Ryan Gosling in that oh, driving movie. Please. Oh God, here we the go. One, oh, He's gonna um, ask me twenty times if he should. Place Beyond the Pines. I have a, one of my business partners watched that like seventy-five times. That movie is intense. But yeah. I'm, aren't I thinking of Drive or is it the Beyond the Pines one? Beyond the Pines. Mm. Yeah. Don't tell Michael that though, because he looks in the in, in the mirror and plays with his hair more than I do. He, well, he has such good hair. Yeah, he has that. Don't sell yourself he short. He has a, a brush <laughs> called. A, we actually named his uh, hairbrush. It's called Old Blue. He's had it since high school, and I hide it when he acts up. What's so special about the brush? It just, I don't know. It's just like. No, we all no have other, that brush. The other ones don't get it right. Oh my God, it's so true. I, I have that brush. What am I saying? Like, why am I acting shocked I've almost canceled it? plane flights to be like, listen, yeah. trip, trip's over. If trip. it doesn't make it on the trip, you freak out. I'll Bad hair, it's like hats. I'm like, listen, trip's over. It's like, we're done. It's <laughs> One time we canceled. got in the, like the biggest fight ever of our relationship and I considered taking the hairbrush, laying it in the street, letting someone run over it and then sprinkling the pieces on his pillow. <laughs> That would only that would only be a loss for I'd you. I leave with fear. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be a loss for both of us. Yeah, the, his life would be over. Okay, so how do you go from telling your Wait, mom I want to go I want to I want to oh, hear the reaction of the brothers. Okay. Oh, that's actually a really good question. You know, so when I very first told my mom, to be really honest, when I said I was going to beauty school, wanted to become a hairdresser, hair colorist, whatever, when I told my parents that, at the same time I was pretty much coming out of the closet. Like I was telling them, you know, and guess what? I'm gay and um and guess what? My girlfriend's pregnant. <laughs> I mean, it was a really hard time for my parents. I got, I, I got my girlfriend pregnant. I whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Yeah. I th- wait, what? Yeah. Let's understand the dynamics here. Wait, hold on. Before we get into this wild story, I want to shout out Third Love. Okay, I like my pajamas buttery, organic, cotton, and breathable. I have been wearing Third Love pajamas for like the last five months. I especially rock them during surgery, day in and day out. I have found that my favorite out of all of them is definitely the organic cotton jogger set, okay? It's tagless, it's comfortable, it's chic, and they have all different kinds of sizes. You got to go and check the website out. It's insane. Third Love has a few standout pluses that you should know about. Number one, they're fit. They come in half sizes and they've tested millions of women in the fit department so they know their shit, okay? No tags, which is a real win-win for me. It feels like you're not even wearing a bra when you're wearing their bra. It's, it's honestly trippy, you guys. I've slept in their bra. Uh, the fabric is buttery. It's soft. It feels good. There's no wires, like no wires poking into your boobs. It's so uncomfortable. Guys are so lucky they don't have to deal with that. They also have A through H sizing too, 
That's like so badass. I think that there's a fit finder on their site so you can find your perfect size. Also, you still feel pretty. The set, like I said, is chic. It's cute. It reminds me of what a celebrity in the 50s would wear to the Beverly Hills Hotel. You just want to like curl up and read a book in it. It screams chic. When it comes to choosing a color, I like the ballet pink, but I recently got the black and I'm kind of in love with it. I may or may not have worn a duster coat over it and went to grab coffee and a blood orange iced tea the other day. It was, it was interesting. Anyway, I'm so into a comfy PJ moment for everyone. So right now, Third Love is offering our listeners 15% off your first order. Just go to thirdlove.com slash skinny now to find your perfect fitting bra and definitely grab the jogger set. You get 15% off your first purchase. That's thirdlove.com slash skinny for 15% off today. You know, this would be a complete mindfuck if I was your family. I was like, listen, I'm gay, <laughs> and I also have this girl pregnant. Because I would be like, what? pick one or the other there, buddy. You know what I mean? No, it was, it was a real lot for my parents. That's why my parents, I mean, I give them so much credit now, and I'm, and I'm so close with them. And they were really good, but it was just, I laid a lot on them at the time. But when all of that stuff came out, the gay stuff was hard for my family, being a Mormon family, you know, coming from the Mormon background. And my mom's immediate reaction actually was, don't tell your brothers. Like, I, I don't I don't want you to tell your brothers. And I remember being in my head being like, my brothers and I are so tight. Like, we love each other, you know, like, whatever. And I, and I What's act, the age difference? We're about every two years my parents okay. had kids. So there's four of us. My parents had four kids before they were even 30 years old. So props to them. Like, they started having kids at, like, I think 20. And then by 30, they had all four of us. And so when my mom told me that, don't tell your brothers, I was like, again, if someone tells me not to do something, I'm going to do it. But I felt really confident about it. When I told my brothers, my brothers, they loved it. You know, like, I think if you're like a really cool straight guy, like you're a really cool straight guy, like straight guys are so comfortable with gay guys. And I think they're cool. You know what I mean? It's like they so comfortable. Yeah. And I think that like anyone who's weird about anyone being gay, it's when you have issues, you know, like it's just it's just the truth. You know, like it's the same. I'm. I hate bullies more than anything, but it's like I learned at such a young age, like if someone's bullying you or they don't like you for some reason, it's like it has so much to do with them. You know what I mean? And it's like I loved my brothers. My brothers were the sweetest, kindest guys. And when I told them, they were totally, totally chill. Wait, so you got your girlfriend pregnant while all this is happening? I did. And I'm kind of messing up the timeline because my girlfriend. um, Okay, so when I went to college, how does she feel about all this? Maybe that's the right question to ask. Not the brothers. Maybe I'm wondering about the pregnant girlfriend. She's going to listen to this podcast. So I've got to be careful. Hey, Debbie, how you doing, Debbie? Um, No, we're really, really cool. But Debbie, it's it all worked out. Yeah, I, I, I got my high school girlfriend pregnant. She had the baby. We uh, did an open adoption. I mean, that baby was like, everyone wanted that baby. It was, it, you know, it's like, <laughs> Well, the way you look, I can, no, I can imagine. No. She's a beautiful girl. And at the time, I think it, it was perfect. So we met a bunch of families. This is going down such a weird route. But we met a bunch of families who that's wanted what, to adopt. That's what this show typically yeah. does. <laughs> they wanted to have a baby. And when they, when they met us, we, we had a group of people who we got to choose from. We picked this great, great family. And I just recently, like, started talking more to my son. He's about to graduate high school now so it's like my family and his family blonde blonde yeah he's blonde he looks like me the weird this is crazy okay so one night a couple years ago i'm sitting on the couch just watching something stupid you know probably big brother i'm watching tv with my boyfriend all these years later and my son slides into my dms like writes me a, a direct message and says just hey and so I like look at it and I'm like, oh, that guy's kind of good looking. I'm like, who is that? I'm like, he's a child. Though. I'm not writing this person. I'm sitting next to my boyfriend. And I open it up. And then all of a sudden I was like, holy shit. You know, and he was like, and then he wrote, he's like, do you know who this is? So anyways, I'm being kind of silly, but this is a big moment. You know, like I immediately started crying and I was like freaked out. But it's like my high school son is writing to me on direct message on Instagram. So we immediately start going to this whole thing. And my boyfriend's sitting there and I don't want to tell him yet, but I'm like getting so teary eyed and whatever and uh we go into this whole thing and it was it was beautiful i mean just that story right there with him saying the things that he said he's like you know i want to thank you for giving me the life that i have you know i i can only imagine because he was like you were just a little bit older than i am now when this happened to you and i can't even imagine he's like you made the decision to give me life and um give me the family that i have now so long story short my family and his family we all had dinner shortly after that and it was just like this really really cool amazing thing but yeah he does look a lot like me it's so weird when you see that stuff because it's like his hands are exactly like like the forearms are the exact same you know the, sh- the shape of his face and then when we met it was just like whoa like I didn't raise him but we're so much alike you know and like when his mom started telling me stories about him 
it's the same type of person. So it's like it really is. We are who we are, you know, even if somebody else raises us, you know, but like he's like really close with adults. Like I was obsessed with adults when I was a kid, you know, like I used to stay at school after school and talk to all my favorite teachers and ask them questions, you know, like. So you feel like you related to adults more than the kids your age? I, I always did. I was just one of those kids that I loved high school and I had a lot of fun. I was very involved in high school. Like I did all the student government. I um, hung out with all the athletes and stuff. I just thought that was fun. I thought high school parties were the best parties I've ever been to. So I had fun, but I always wanted to grow up. I always wanted to make money. Like I really wanted to be successful. Um, I liked uh, asking adults how they got to where they were. Like I've always been really curious like that. So how do you go from telling your mom that you're going to beauty school to Chris McMillan's salon? So I went to beauty school and it was one of those things. It's like I always tell people if you if there's something that you have a passion for, chances are if you follow it and you have to like overcome some sort of obstacle, like you're going to be good at it. Right. Like I just knew if I go to beauty school, I'm going to be really good. You know, it's like when I was in beauty school, I'm like, I want to work on Jennifer Aniston, you know, like um, I want to work on Kim Basinger. And now those are two of my clients, you know, so it's like so how did I get there? I think it was just really um I work my ass off. I won't stop until I get what I want. You know what I mean? I can attest to it. I've seen it. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, I, this morning I'm at yoga at 5 a.m. Then I go to the gym and work out with a trainer after. And it's like, I know I need to get all the workout stuff before 7 a.m. Because it's like the day after that it just keeps going. I go to bed at eight o'clock because I want to like wake up really early. Like, so I'm just, I've always been super, super driven. Even though I was like a 13 year old kid, I used to set my alarm, wake up and go for runs before school, you know? And it's like, what kid does stuff like that? Um, and I'm not saying that to say that I'm the shit or anything like that. It's just, I think some of us, um, we have that. It comes easy to me. So for me, it was like, it was really important to be the best at what I was. So when I finished beauty school, I went and worked at, I knew I wanted to do blonde hair and I knew I wanted to be the best at it. So I did all my research at that time. There was no social media. So it's kind of like looking at W Magazine, Vogue Magazine, reading about who does the best blonde hair, you know, because Allure always has. Who was it at the time? At the time, it was this guy, Art Luna. So I went and worked for Art Luna. It was this guy, Jonathan Gale. So I went and worked for Jonathan Gale. It was this woman, Sherry Eskridge, who was doing like Reese Witherspoon for Legally Blonde at the time. So I went and worked for her. So I worked for all three of those people and I went in. It was kind of it was kind of shady how I did it because I always say assistants need to stay with their boss for a long time to really learn. But I was just like a hopper. I'm like I'm gonna take information from all these people and I'm gonna get all of these like ways of coloring hair the best way and then I'm gonna put it all together and do my own thing. So I went and worked for all of them, and then um, I went and I convinced the hottest salon at the time. It was uh, the Neil George salon. I convinced them to put me on the floor. Um, and they were so busy at the time. It was like all the hottest people worked there. Every celebrity was going there. So they put me on floor. They gave me a shot. And it was just one of those things. It was like I was the one who would stay until midnight. You know, I'd ask for the keys, saying, oh, I'm going to take clients late. I would never say no. If anyone called, I'd always fit somebody in or like, I got it. And my big break, I remember one day, it was the end of the day, and somebody called in and said, you know, Kirsten Dunst needs to go from red to blonde for Marie Antoinette. And everyone's like, I'm out. You know, it's 5 o'clock at night. That's going to be till 2, 3 o'clock in the morning. And I was like, I'll do it. Like, I'll stay. And I had never done, like, a big celebrity, you know. So I did that. And then after that, like, Vogue wrote an article saying this is the blonde guy to look out for. And then I think from there it all kind of started happening. Vogue did that for free. Yeah. No, Vogue came. Yeah, Vogue came to me. There was, And at that time it was like I didn't know anything about PR. You know what I mean? It was just kind of like Vogue caught wind of it. And I think it was this cool story of this guy who's like 23 years old or whatever I was at the time. And he's coloring huge celebrities hair. And so it was just, um, yeah, it was for free. There was so no then PR you went thing. to Chris McMillan after this. Yeah. So then I was at Neil George for a little while. I did like a few celebrities. I was doing Kirsten and uh, Kim Basinger and then I started just meeting a lot of people in town and started working on other celebrities and then Chris and I shared a bunch of clients and at one point Chris just came and he's like why don't you just work in my salon you know like we share so many people anyways so I went over to Chris's salon and I was there for a really long time um, uh, yeah until recently until recently um so the thing where i'm at now uh, i have my own i have my own product line with my partner donna polad it's called dp hue i'm oh, obsessed with you it are? Oh, yeah i, I really love, like it i love that you're obsessed there's the purple shampoo and the apple cider so when good. she originally told me th- the concept and how you guys have been marketing yourself like that's what intrigued me the mm-hmm. most and i wanted to come like see yeah, what well, see i want to talk about is. every facet i think it's so smart the I'm way obsessed. you guys have marketed that product and then also, the you know, Lauren goes in there, she gets her hair, and then she's sharing it to the world. Like, I think it's just such a different way to to market hair products that hasn't been done. 
And I think I, w- that's I want you to walk us through how you guys had this idea to curate this. It's like when you walk in there, it's like this community where you walk in and everyone has a great um, energy and, and you guys have a photo shoot set up in the back with a diva light because let's be <laughs> honest, how many times have I gone to a hair salon and they want to take a picture after and I'm like, not with this lighting, you know, yeah. like, no, thank you. You no. guys have a full setup. So I feel really confident and I want to post it on my own. We've like built social the brand me- around social it's the and whole social thing. There's so yeah. many smart and you have all your products out, but it's not like in a silly way. It's, it, it's in a way where you want to snap the house and we did Instagram live together. Like, how did you guys know to curate that kind of community or almost content marketing to sell product? It, for me, I'm obsessed with it as much as you are. You know, you and I had talked a little bit about, about it before, and I'm obsessed with social media. I'm so, I think that social media will never go away. And when people try and say like, oh, Instagram's dying, I'm like, no, it's dying if people do it the wrong way. And I got to this point right before we really started doing, so we have a house that we opened up called the DP Hue House. And so my brand's DP Hue. We opened up this house that's just all content. I invite all these people in, people who are my clients, you know, people who are influencers. I'll reach out to people who like, I just think are funny or interesting, and we invite them in. And I think the thing that we do differently, I've always said, we don't pay for one influencer. So a lot of people in this town are paid for, right? So everything's like hashtag ad, hashtag sponsored. And I hate that. I think that like, I understand why it has to happen, but I was like, I just don't want to do that. I want to see if there's a way that we can do it where I can invite people in like, like a friend, like, Hey Lauren, like I've, I've always wanted to do your blonde hair, like come in, you know, I was Jillian Michaels introduced us. And I remember when Jillian started working with you, I'm like, I've always wanted to do Lauren's hair. Is there a way that you can introduce us or whatever? And it was just like all the relationships happen like that. And when somebody like you comes in, like you're a big deal, you could ask for money. You can ask like, what's exactly going to happen. And what we want to do is we want people to come in. We're like, do whatever works for your social media. We're going to give you no rules. We don't, we're not going to tell you what to write. We're not going to tell you what to talk about. We're literally just going to come say, come in and just create your own content. I think people who have to create content are looking for stuff to create it about, you know? So when all these girls come in, I just make real, real relationships with them. And I'm like, if you love a certain product, like shout it out or talk about it. Um, if you don't, you know, say that you don't like it or it doesn't work for you, just like leave it really, really open. And I think that that's what a lot of people have liked about us and they keep coming back. It's there's so a lot of mar- there's a, a lot of marketing people and, and brands that I used to work with that would for consulting and say, like, how do we set up influencer campaigns? I feel like I should just bring you to the meeting and, and re- record <laughs> what you just said, because yeah. that's what brands need to understand is when you try to micromanage the process with someone who is a content creator, it always goes wrong. But if you let them do their thing and they love the product, it's going to be successful. Totally. I always say that I I want to write a book or have a conference called Yo Brands and I want to get all the brands together and I want to explain as a practitioner and influencer who's been doing it for the last eight years how to make it seamless yeah and it is seamless with you like Tony sets it up in a way that doesn't feel like you have to do anything and then you come in but you you want to create the content yeah what I like about it too is at the end of the day you're an artist and a lot of artists get caught up in their work um and you you found this way to scale a business and also create a community so i think you have like the whole sort of trifecta i love that i feel like you get it on you and i are a lot alike i can I get tell it on a like a, you should have seen my reaction to michael a visceral like yeah, no, i couldn't I, sleep yeah. for like two no, nights because i'm like this is how you launch a product yeah yeah and for me it was just one of those things like i love social media like we all do but i really really love it and i like people i like things that are authentic and i feel like instagram's getting so weird like i'm not just saying this to you because you're my friend and i'm sitting in your podcast room right now but like you do things like you share with people you talk about things you like you know like you you give people advice on things you you talk about products that you really like things that work for you so like people want to follow your content i feel like so much of instagram is turning into all the sales stuff you know like i mute so many stories now because I'm just like oh god stop with it you know or it's like the whole blog world's really changing you know it's like every girl's a blogger now every girl is putting up an outfit photo you know but I want to like I want to learn from somebody I want to know about like your relationship like your guys' story is so freaking cute like people are invested in that you know like I don't know I just feel like there has to be a value add to whoever the whoever the audience member or consumer is right like if you're just if it's if it's a vanity planner like look at me 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 like that gets old right but if you're you can showcase yourself and provide some type of value, whether that's like comedic relief or entertainment or education. Like if it's, if you're providing one of those things, then usually there's a takeaway and the person will continue to engage with your content. But if it's like, Hey, look how great I look and look at this trip. I'm like, eh, totally. there's, there's two things that you do too, that I think is genius. 
we did an Instagram live and you were spilling all your tips and tricks. And so maybe there's a hairstylist in Florida who's who's listening or watching and they can pick up your tips and tricks and utilize them in their own in their own life. And what he does. And I'm just going to like shout you out for this. (laughs) He brings in someone that adores him and wants to be like him and lets them. Is it called um, what's a shadow? A shadow. And the person gets to take notes and be involved, and they can you're like go. Men, you're like mentoring. It's people. like a yeah. mentor. So my yeah, my following on Instagram is hairdressers, and I love hairdressers. I love the community that I'm a part of. I love what Instagram's done for the hair community now. So for me, it's like I always want to continue to give back because I love education. I think it's fun. But I always say on my Instagram, it's like if anyone wants to, if you're coming to LA, just reach out to us. We'll let you come into the house. You follow me around watch how i do hair whatever can my hairstylist sean in san diego she's adorable come of course oh my gosh she'll freak out yeah of course hey sean hey sean (laughs) no totally she can but um the thing that's cool about that is like when i'm around them it like it gets me excited you know i feel like the scariest thing for us is if we're if we stop being interested you know or if we stop wanting to learn or you know like I don't know. It's just like that's what keeps me excited and young. And it's like I don't want to. The moment we stop doing this show is the moment we stop being interested in talking to people. Like there's you, we we always talk like our vetting process when people like you know there's PR pitches that come in, like hey I have this person on the show and it's like unless you're interested in having a conversation with that person, it's not going to be even it's if not they be have hundred totally. followers. You know it doesn't matter. Oh yeah. What's the worst advice you've ever received? Oh my god, the worst advice. Plot twist. Um. Oh. I don't know if I've, I, nothing pops out. So maybe I haven't gotten really bad advice. Um, or you've just chosen to focus on the good advice. Yeah, I have. I really am, you know, like I, I really am one of those people. Like I work my ass off. I work like six days a week. I never stop, but I don't focus on anything negative. And I'm really, really good at surrounding myself with really good people. That's a big part of the DP Hugh house. You know, to be honest, it's like as much as I love the hairdressing community, there's a weird part of the hairdresser community too. You know, there's a lot of like, there's gossip and there's jealousy and there's competitiveness. You know, and I would work in these salons where I'm like, why are these people being competitive? Like I really am the type of guy if like, if all of a sudden you wanted to try somebody else who was like a friend of mine, like I would not care. You know what I mean? Like, it's, and then it's, let's say a year later, like, Hey, Justin, it's Lauren. Like, I want to come back and get blonde. It's like, cool. Like I'm not, I'm not competitive with people about that. And there's a big part of the hairdressing community that is like that. So part of the house is I wanted to create like an environment that I could be in where everyone's just like positive, you know, anytime we, we have a really good team, but you know, whenever there's somebody who kind of like, isn't like us, we will definitely kind of filter it out so i'm good about like surrounding myself with with good people so i think maybe that's where the good advice comes from i want i want to talk about hair a little bit so what are some essential hair products that girls should use maybe if they have color in their hair a lot of girls have color that are listening uh well one of the biggest things that i tell people that uh girls don't think about and we'll talk about blonde because you're a blonde i do a lot of blondes but a lot of girls don't realize that all these products that you put into your hair, they can tint your hair. So you know when you leave the salon and your, your hair is like this bright, beautiful blonde, right? Then a couple weeks later, it's not as bright. And you're kind of like, what happened? Did the hair colors mess up? We don't realize all this stuff we put in our hair starts to dull the color. So you want to pay attention to all the colors that you put into your hair. Like, like my argon oil, right? Is argon oil that amazing? No. Is mine that amazing? Yeah, because it's completely clear. It's really, really lightweight. So all my blondes can put it on all the time and it's not going to dole out their blondes, you know? Um, Tell us about the apple cider vinegar one. The apple cider vinegar is something that I'm like actually super, super passionate about. I just believe that we were taught from such a young age that we need to shampoo and condition our hair all the time, right? And what it ends up doing is like, it, it messes with your scalp. Your scalp starts to get more oily or like uh, you start to get dandruff or we're, we're drying our hair out. So like, it's almost like if you washed your t-shirt every day, you suds it up, the, the material is going to break down, the color is going to fade. So I wanted to create a way, my partner and I wanted to create a way where we would clean people's hair without stripping all the good oils out of it, strip the color out of it. So it's a way that you can clean your hair every day without stripping the good stuff out. So it's an apple cider vinegar based product. Michael, I swear. Okay, so we've had a bunch of skin experts on here and he slowly started stealing my products. My Dr. Dennis Gross, my Kate Somerville would go away. Now he has like a friggin' eight step routine. So he's hearing you say this. <laughs> I only this, needed to have like 10 hours have of conversation. And have products in my shower and I can see his eyes start to glaze over about how he's gonna steal them. And 
like a once, I'm like a once every 10 days wash kind of person. Well, unless, and it, you, unless yeah. it just looks like there's axle grease in my head, you know? What I mean? <laughs> Which is good. That's why it looks all shiny and healthy. But the thing is, too, like over shampooing your hair, like everyone wants shiny hair, right? That's what we, every hairdresser gets asked. Like, how do I make my hair shinier? Well, the thing is, when you're shampooing every day, you're pulling all the good oils out of your hair. So your hair's it's flat. It's not reflecting light anymore, so it doesn't look shiny. So the apple cider vinegar, I swear, the more people use that all the time and your scalp kind of evens out, it stops producing so much oil and you're just washing your hair with the ACV, with the ACV rinse, your hair starts to get so much shiner because the cuticle is sealed, the right amount of oil is in your hair, it still feels clean. So we're just, we're overwashing. For someone that doesn't live in LA, how can they communicate with their stylist wh- what the best hair color is like is there something they could say to get the best results should they ask for a toner like give us specifics i think that um photos say everything i think that it's really hard for me to tell women which words to use because i'll have a lot of clients who will sit in my chair for the first time like i have a few photos i know hairdressers hate photos and i'm like what hairdresser hates photos like i want to see because you could say i hate gold in my hair and then show me a picture what do you mean they hate photos like if they bring someone brings in a photo sometimes they'll think like i think in their mind they think that that's almost offensive to be like here's this picture of Jennifer Aniston's hair color I want it and it's like well then go to the guy who does her color you know but it's like it's not like that you know I, for me it's like I want to see photos because I want to see tones you know because tattoo like, artists kind of do the same thing really like they like get mad if you say like do this t- well, obviously they don't want to oh, copy yeah, yeah, tattoo. totally yeah, no yeah. totally no. Yeah, um, when I was Sorry, like more that's how, that's, in, that's how I relate to this. No, that's that, no, that's totally what it is. But for hair color, like for me, it's like it's the what I've learned over the years. I've done so many women's hair color for so many years that women don't know a lot of like we always assume as hairdressers that people know the right words to use and they don't. And that's why I don't really want to tell people the words to use, but more just t- the photos because it's like what you say is gold could be totally ashy to me. You know what I mean? So it's like that's good advice. So yeah. bring an exact photo in. Yeah. Or, yeah. What does Jennifer Aniston ask for? Like, g- give us some details there. Uh, Jennifer, uh, the thing that I first like to say about Jennifer all the time is that if you have any sort of idea of how you want Jennifer Aniston to be, if you met her in person, she beats it by a million. And I She's really like a warm hug from grandma. She really is the sweetest person on earth. Kind has the nicest group of friends around her at all times. Like she's just good. And I really feel like the more celebrities that I meet, I find the really good, sweet, loyal ones are the ones that just go further in this, in their industry, you know, and Jennifer is just like a prime example of that. Like there's no, it's, there's no mystery to me why she just keeps doing movie after movie and getting all these good roles because she's just genuinely that good so with jennifer the thing um she likes to keep it natural you know she um she wants it to look beachy sometimes i will to be honest tell her to calm down with the blonde i think that jennifer looks better like right now she's on the cover of InStyle magazine and she photographs really really well when she has more depth in her hair and you did her hair yeah. <laughs> uh, so i think that um she's really good though with like back and forth talking she wants to hear what i what i have to say you know um there are times like anyone though there are times where she's like i want to be really blonde right now you know like i'm just feeling it you know uh, so there's a lot of back and forth but i think the thing on her that I need to like pay attention to is always kind of keeping depth in her hair. That's when it looks the best. Was there a specific celebrity that when you did, when you did the hair, like kind of set, set it off. Like it, it was the, you did that one person and you started getting a lot more clients or is that, or has it just kind of been like a slow process? It, it was kind of like a slow process, but to be honest, when I started doing Jennifer Aniston, like, um, a lot of stuff happened. I noticed a lot of change. You know, when I very first started doing her years ago, I remember that's when brands like, well, I can't really name it, but big brands would come to me and they wanted me to be an ambassador, right? Every brand wants this like ambassador who does big celebrities' names because then they can use all those celebrities' names saying so-and-so uses this product on so-and-so and blah, blah, blah. And that's when I really started being like, I don't want to be that guy. I want my own thing. You know, like I want, you know, it's like, I feel like we're in this industry where like a lot of these hairdressers they'll sign on with a brand and then a couple they'll use all their clients names for a while and then a couple years later they'll move on to the next hairdresser use all those and i was like i'm not going to do that you know i want to do my own thing is it going to be a slower build is it going to be a lot harder work yeah you know than just signing like a contract with a big brand to do like a big two-year deal but then it's like i wanted to like build something so that's really where dpu started you are know? there people and you don't have if, if you don't want to name names you don't have to but other like maybe personality traits in celebrities that you won't work with um, like even if they're you know rock star celebrities, you're just like listen, I cannot work with this type of personality. You know, it's 
I'm always kind of surprised by who being diplomatic here. No, no, I'm actually really honest about this. I really feel like the interesting because people will be like, oh, who was really shitty for you to work with? And I feel like that's unfair to say, because a lot of times, like maybe if I worked with somebody one time, maybe they were in a bad mood or maybe they're in a bad place in their life. Maybe they're going through a breakup. So I never want to go around saying like, oh, so and so was shitty. But I think that the thing that I find is like there are personality types that like I don't mesh with well and I don't take offense to that. You know, like Katy Perry came to me and I made her um, platinum with the short platinum hair, you know, and cool girl. She's so sweet with with all the people in her life, her style stuff. Her and I didn't vibe, you know, and it's like that didn't bother me. You know, it's like we were just like different. I feel like maybe she thought I was too like kind of like I, I don't. I feel like she likes guys who are like, yes, queen, like that whole thing. And I just don't do that. You know, it's like, I'm just not that guy. So I think maybe I was kind of like, like Scotty. Yes, 100% Scotty. 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 I could say that. Scotty, I was in the gym the other day and Scotty screamed across the, the gym, dad. And I'm like, yo, dude, I'm like, chill, I'm like, chill out, he Scotty. Calls him dad. Well, it's funny you I say love Scotty, I love Scotty. He is oh, yeah. the sweetest, coolest, funniest guy ever. But if you if you sat at a table with Scotty and I, we couldn't be more different. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like Scotty's rad. I'm my own version of rad, I like to say. But like, yeah, a lot of the times the, the people that Scotty would uh, hang with or get along with, they're not going to be my kind of people. It's just different. Yeah. You know, like I feel like I'm I want to like talk deep and I want to like talk really deep about like business and success and how you got to where you're at and nothing wrong with the other. Sometimes I re- that's one of my biggest uh uh, insecurities. I feel like I'm not the guy who goes to the party and can like I can light up the room my own way as far as like I like to party. I love beautiful women. I love chatting up with beautiful women and stuff and like just talking to them or whatever. But I've always been jealous of those people who could walk in and just be like that like big loud personality get everyone around them. Um, so I've always kind of been jealous of that but I'm just not that person. Can we get you to do Britney Spears hair? Oh my God! Everybody asks that. It's so funny because I'm, I'm obsessed with Britney Spears. I have like a crazy obsession with her. I will defend her till the end of time. I love her too. I, I, wa- love I just need everything. you to do her hair. But here's the thing, and I really, really mean this when I say I don't want to do her hair because I'm so nervous that it wouldn't be good, and I just don't want that to be. I've, I know she's really, really sweet, and that's not the thing, but I. Very deep. When she know? hears this, <laughs> when she hears this, she'll provide us feedback, and we'll, we'll send it away. <laughs> yeah. I want to. We talked about Jennifer Aniston, who's more natural. Miley Cyrus is more sort of. I don't want to say erratic with her hair, but it's it's changing all the time. How do you deal with a celebrity or influencer that comes in that wants to do these drastic changes? I, with Miley in particular. Okay, so Miley, when she was on the Bangers tour, and she was really, really platinum blonde, and it was short. I would, and we laugh about this all the time now. I've worked with Miley for so many years. Fun fact about Miley, she lived across the street from me growing up, but I was older, so I didn't, my sister, I I can't tell that story. (laughs) My sister's in the room, sorry. Uh, (laughs) The Cyruses lived across the street from my family. This is actually funny. Now I want you to tell that story. (laughs) The Cyruses lived across the street from my family when we were uh, growing up, but I had gone on to college and that's when they moved in across the street. And so my mom used to always say to Miley's mom, like, oh, my son's a hairdresser. Like, you guys have to go to my son or whatever. And Miley's mom would just be like, oh, okay, that's late. Because it was out in like Lock and Yacht of California, where it's like, I mean, cool people live out there, but it's like it's far from Hollywood, right? So I think that Miley's mom was like, oh, okay, this girl, this lady's son probably works down the street in like the little beauty box or whatever, you know? And so they're like, okay, 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 whatever, never happened. Then years later, Miley came to me uh, for me to fix her hair and we're just chatting up. And I was like, I was like, you know what's so wild? It's like you lived across the street from my family um, on blah, blah, blah street in La Cunada. And she was like, get the fuck out. She's like, is your dad Mike Anderson? And I was like, yeah. And she's like, me and all my friends had the biggest crush on your dad. My dad's really hot, but she was like, me and all my friends had the biggest crush on your dad. Um, so it was like this thing that she's like, wait a second. She's like, your mom used to always tell us to go um, to, to you, you to you for hair color. And we used to always just like make this joke in the house, just being like, oh God, imagine if we just like went down the street to this like random guy or whatever. Not that a random guy couldn't be amazing. But anyways, that whole full circle story was pretty wild. You know, all she's her super on cool. Howard Stern. Did you watch that? You have to watch that. She's, like a, she, she's a true talent, that one. Oh, like, she, she is actually, the most yeah. talented. Holy shit. Yeah, no. Miley is the real deal. And like Miley's one of those people, again, like I would go to bat for, you know, like if people try and talk crap about her, like 
Miley is so real. And I feel like in a world of like everyone so being about like the PR of everything or people like trying to put out an image of who they want people to think they are, Miley is the exact opposite. And that's why I think she'll go on forever and because she's really freaking talented. Yeah, really? Yeah. Like even when she was on The Voice, I was like, I was so glad people got to see that side of her. Like she knows everything about music. She performed live on the Howard Stern show. And it was, you know, you got to imagine that's early in the morning. There's like probably like eight or nine East Coast time, which is obviously much earlier here. And she nailed it. Yeah. If someone's out there and they're listening and they want a takeaway from you of how to jumpstart their career, what would you say is sort of your recipe or formula for success? My thing really, really is, is like when you know what you want, like you've really got to go for it and you never stop, right? Any successful person that you talk to, very rarely is there something that just happens out of nowhere. And if, if success happens really easily, it, most of the time it goes away really, really quick too. So I say that- I call that astronaut syndrome. Really? You fly to the moon and you come back and you're like, what, what else? Yeah, yeah. So for me, I think it's really, really hard work. I think that a lot of people in my business in protect, particular, like you go and you're like, ooh, hair sounds fun. It's gonna be easy and fun. Like I'll do like, quick little jobs here and there it's like but if you really want to be the best that you got to put the time in and I just say never say no you know it's just like no matter how big you think you get even with me it's like sometimes like people be like oh you do all these big celebrities you have the company that you have now you're in Sephora you're in Ulta we went in Nordstrom's you know we're in all these different places and we're growing really really fast and people are like why do you still work so hard in the salon like I work long hours I'm in the salon all like I'm a hairdresser you know and like and I'm like, because I feel like the minute I stop doing that, it's going to take away the credibility of my brand, you know? And it's like, I want to keep that going. I want to keep making relationships. Every week I meet new You've people. You've solidified yourself as an expert in the market and you continue to do so. Yeah. And I feel like the minute that I, uh, thank you, I appreciate that. I didn't mean like, yeah, I did. <laughs> uh, but I feel like the minute that, I feel like the minute you start to believe that and you believe the hype, um, that's when it starts to go away. I think there's a lot of things, you know, in this town too, I think, with social media, so many of us get obsessed with numbers and all that kind of stuff. And it's like, we we believe these followers, you know, that we have. And it's like, there's really nothing to that unless you really put the work in and you keep going every day. And like you were saying earlier, it's like you could have 100,000 followers or a million followers. Like the difference is, is like how relatable you are. If your followers really love you, if they really like listen out, they see that you're doing the hard work. They see that you're really passionate. I think that people who follow me on social media know how passionate I am about hair. I'm so passionate about my products. Like... I won't put anything out that I don't like. All the stuff that we're creating that's about to come out is insane and I can't wait to show it to people because it's really stuff that's never been done before uh, to take care of your hair color in between salon visits. That's what I'm all about. You know, I feel like hair colors, we have all these secrets we don't give to our clients, but we can kind of give them things to make their hair color look better before they come back to us. Um, so you can't believe the hype. You can't just... There's a book, uh, as you've been talking, like throughout this episode, and I don't know if you've ever read it, maybe you have, there's an author um, named Robert Greene, who Lauren and I both love, and he wrote this book called Mastery. And you, if you haven't checked it out, you should check it out because it's very much in line with like a lot of how you've lived your life. But I think like going beyond, you know, where you currently are to, to the next level, it's like, it's an interesting book to check Robert out. Robert wow. Greene is a genius too. Really? Yeah. Oh my God. I'm so into that. I, I can't believe that I don't know it because I love stuff like that. I wrote a book called 48 Laws of Power too. Oh, really? Yeah, he's a real, he's, he's really, really cool. Yeah. Um, you're the Instagram king too. Like I watch your <laughs> stories and I laugh. I mean, you're really, really funny. You, you, you feel like you get takeaways. Do you have any tips for someone that's out there that wants to start any kind of business on Instagram? How would you approach it? I think, you know, I think about my Instagram a lot. And I think for me, I think it's being authentic and again, really trying to engage whoever your audience may be. So I feel like for me, it's really easy if I just posted nonstop pictures of my celebrity clients. Would my following grow? Absolutely. I'd probably have a lot more followers, you know, if I just constantly did that or I posted photos of my clients on covers of magazines and stuff. But for me, I'd rather have like a smaller, really like mighty group of followers who really love me and they talk about me and whatever. So for me, I want to engage. I want people to get a feel for me. I want people to, um, I think that you've just really got to be yourself. You can't count on like, the celebrities or like um i think the days are gone too where you're like showing off you're like really cool i go on amazing vacations but a lot of them i'll keep kind of quiet you know except for when i went to palmy and i went kind of crazy you uh, gotta go crazy at yeah. Palmia though um we went to dinner last night and lauren didn't share it for the, like the first time and i was like this is, this is nice and it nice was change weird of page. really it was a plot i never know what she's gonna share like I, I, there's if i get the like a little sliver of wrong light she's like take that down take me like have you seen some of these angles she gets me it's <laughs> terrible I, I think you guys are both like beautiful though but i know yeah i know i had two glasses of red wine last night i'm the biggest pussy these days what the hell's happening to 
me. I, I had night terrors all night and I'm hungover and I literally had two glasses of wine. Red wine, did you say? Yeah. Red wine ruins me. Like yeah. it's like I you I hit a certain age where all of a sudden I would have red wine. You you kind of pass out and then an hour later you're like wide awake or you're having the weirdest dreams. Like I think it's when the sugar re there's some sort of thing. I that, feel like the me eight years ago would just kick the shit out of me now. Like they would just meet <laughs> oh, me and just be like, oh, I'm gonna beat the hell out of oh this guy. Oh my god. You know I mean? like, I mean, everyone always tells you that in your twenties, like it's gonna happen. It's like Hangovers are so freaking gnarly now. If I smell like, alcohol, I'm hungover for a yeah. month. <laughs> <laughs> you have like one sip. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. You and I are really similar with our strategy for Instagram because I feel like I look at every single person that's following me as an influencer. Yeah. I don't look at them as, as you know, like just an audience or something. I look at them as influencers. And when you look, I think, at your community as influencers, they go out and sort of be soldiers and influence their friends for you. Totally true. And it's, totally it's a different true. way to look at it because like you said, you could you could post all these celebrities and, you know, all these vacations and look at me, look at me, 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 me. But what does that do for you later? I, I, I don't think it's a long term strategy. Yeah. I think it's a very, very short term. There's a lot of people that have gotten millions of followers off of it. But when you you change the way you look at your audience and you think of each of them as influencers, it sort of changes the whole way you do Instagram. Totally. So like even like my sister who works with me every day, she'll look at me and she's like, what are you doing on Instagram? I'm like, I answer everyone's question. I'm on um, the DMs, like answering everything. Because for me, all those women on there say to me, and they're all funny too. Like I have fun with them. Like maybe I'm lonely at the end of the day. I don't know what it is. But between every client, like I'm answering everything. But when I talk to them, they say like, all of my sisters use your ACV now. Like, or I'm a teacher and I've got like all the kids at my college talking about it, like whatever. Like, and so exactly like what you said, I'm like those, that spreads further, you know? And like, I don't need to build up just my name alone. Like I want to just build my brand. I, it, that's how things build. And we the don't dumbest even... thing influencers do is they, they hope and beg to get this audience and then they get it and people interact with them and then they, then they neglect it. Exactly. Like, what the hell deal. did you do this that for? Wait, podcast. you want to know what, you, you, oh, you want to know when you ask about it's such a, they think, and they, they a, think they transition into some type of celebrity. Oh, it it's like, bothers me. everyone's going to abandon ship. You know what I think is the grossest thing? And maybe this is going to offend some people that are friends with Who me. Who cares? But I feel like it's this thing. It's like some people will get like this following and they think it's really cool like you have a certain amount of followers like a ton of followers and you only follow like 50 people and it's like really out of the whole world out of millions of people on instagram you're only interested in 50 people and i think they think it's like oh it's going to make me look cool like i'm only in interested in these kind of people it's like that's not what social media is it's all about interacting like people people are lonely people, people forget the word social yeah they yeah. you want to engage and it's like you're so right it's like these people i'll read people's comments and everyone's asking all these sweet comments or being like where did you find blah blah where'd you get your shirt and it's a fashion blogger and they yeah, don't answer and nobody answers Nobody answers. It's like, then nobody cares about you when you're posting anything. And when you go to sell a product, no one's going to buy it. No one cares. You know what I mean? And if like, if I'm going to do social media, like I want to have fun with it. I want to engage with people. I've made friends out of it. When we invite those shadows into the house to work with me, like they're cool. Like I love them. They're so much fun, whatever. Other than that, then why would I do it? And yeah, do I have my own brand and am I pushing my stuff? Yeah, but I love my stuff. You know what I mean? I stand behind it. And it's like, people know that about me. And I think that's what's going to change about social media. It'll always be around, but like enough with people like getting a following and being like, oh, now I'm so cool. It's and like, you can't answer a comment or a DM. I mean, I what I've done is is I spend a half an hour in the morning responding to DMs and then I'll spend an hour at night returning DMs. And that is seven days a week. And I've done that for the last eight years. I'll continue to do it because without my audience, without your like, it's there's no platform. Exactly. It's, just, it's just the effort. Like, I, I mean, obviously, like as platforms grow, you, like, there's going to be a point where you maybe Maybe can't respond to everyone, so it's not possible mm -hmm. to individually. You do your get, best, but as long as like the intention's there and you yes. let the audience know, like, hey, I'm trying my best to get as many responses out. Like, or people if I respect see a that, question you know? that everyone people asking, appreciate you that. say, totally. Oh guys, like some of you are asking me where I got this shirt, like it's from here. Just like, answer the question collectively at least. Yeah. Totally. Well, my message to those people that aren't doing that is like, you know, kiss your career goodbye. It's only gonna last for so long, people are gonna abandon ship. Like it's yeah. it's only to the detriment of their personal brand. Yeah. Before we go, what is a book, a resource, a podcast that has inspired you that you think will inspire someone else that's listening? For me, you know, it's like I love all that I uh I love Tony Robbins. I love uh Gary, what's his name? I normally know it's on Instagram. Gary V? Yeah, Gary V. Yeah, but his, like, I love all that kind of stuff. But books for me, I always read more like money books. You know, I feel like for me, I, I bought my first place when I was like 
23 years old when I very first started doing hair, um, hair color. I remember my mom was like, okay, if this is really what you're going to do, then you're going to buy a condo because every 23-year-old hairdresser who's making a shitload of tips, you know, they leave and they're like, hey, happy hours on me and they're buying for everyone. Then all of a sudden you're 50 and you're like, where did all my money go? So for me, my mom's like, take all that money that you're making right now and put it in. Like I've just bought my third place in West Hollywood. You know, I collect places and I'll rent them out or whatever, fix them up, whatever. And I think, uh, so for me, it's always money books. But the one that I read was Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Have you guys read that? It's fucking badass. Uh, I want to so, have him on the podcast, though. Book, I heard right? It's a purple book. Yep. Yeah. He's so rad. And his whole thing is like, it's so simple. It's just literally like we live in this society where we all think the more money we make, the more we should spend. Right. Which is like that's the quickest way to be in debt or to be like owing everything all the time so he's saying live way below your means and like spend on things that are going to pay back later like i feel like hairdressers are so like oh all of a sudden i'm making money i'm gonna drive a mercedes now it's like no what about putting that extra money into bank so his whole thing is like buy a place don't buy a new place until that old place can pay for the new place's mortgage so he just kind of taught me how to buy real estate talking about literally tells you when you can afford to buy a nice car i love a nice car but i didn't start getting cars until it fit into my budget until like part of what i bought before was paying for new stuff now um so stuff like that also yeah we got to get him on the podcast he's so amazing that book is so good it's so there's an article you would both like it's called a it's just a quick read it's called a thousand true fans and it's basically like if you can in any business, if you can cultivate a thousand true fans that'll spend like maybe a hundred to a thousand dollars a year with you with whatever business you're doing, like you have a hundred thousand or, or million dollar business. And like totally. people don't understand, like if you break it down like that, you don't need to reach everybody. You just need to get those thousand people. Totally. Because totally. who gives a shit about a million people when four people are engaging with exactly. you? Exactly. Like, and you look at that. You look at the numbers. It all makes sense. You know, you can have a big following, but nobody really cares about you. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like it's nuts. It's if, nuts. Yeah. So before you go, I want you to pimp yourself out. And I also want you to tell us about your new DP who house because you have a new house since the one I came to, right? Yes. Yeah, so the one that you came to, we had this adorable little like bungalow type situation in West Hollywood. It was so cute. It did, so cute. It did so much for us as a brand. We opened that space up. We invited all these cool influencers and celebrities. And then what they do is to their millions of followers, they shout out DP Hume. We would see our na our sales go up at Sephora. We'd see our sales go up at Ulta and all that kind of stuff. You know, and it wasn't just about me anymore. It was just like, okay, let all these people with these huge followings talk about my brands to their followers, whatever. So we had that. It worked really, really well for us. Uh, without giving specifics our numbers grew really really fast in the first year so it was just we beat all of our goals and so it was like why don't we do like a bigger version of the dp hugh house so we opened this amazing house like up in the beverly hills hills like above the beverly hills hotel it's beautiful amazing view pool the whole situation and so we just do a bigger version of the dp hugh house and it goes back to that thing i mean we have girls in there like ashley tisdale 10 million followers on instagram she's in there every week now she's been she, on this show Oh, really? She's so cool. I, she's the nicest girl. But she's in the house every day. Like So now all these girls are coming in. They just want to hang out at the DP house. They can sit by the pool. They can get a blowout done. We Be like, careful saying that to me. Oh, my God. We would I'll die. I'll be there seven days a week, Tony. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we have the new house now. It's really, really cool. And um, like I said, all of our products are in Sephora, Ulta. They're on Nordstrom now, Durham Store. Um, our website, dphue.com. We're on Revolve now. We just started with Revolve. And then... Um, uh, yeah. Instagram handles. So it's DP Hue is the uh, product Instagram. And then mine is Justin Anderson color. And then my regular one's just Justin Anderson where I just do whatever I want. You guys follow him on Instagram because he's hysterical. <laughs> and if you're going to start with a product, I would start and tell me if I'm wrong with the apple cider or the purple shampoo. Yeah. If you're a blonde, do the purple shampoo. If you're a brunette, do the blue shampoo. Okay. So it's the cool brunette because blue counteracts red, which most brunettes deal with is more red tones coming up in their hair. And then the purple counteracts yellow, which blondes do. It's because it's opposite on the color wheel. Uh, <laughs> That's so genius, though. Yeah. I don't think I've ever even heard of blue shampoo. Yeah, so the blue counteracts red. So every brunette who colors their hair is like, oh, my color always turns kind of reddish. So they want to get rid of the red tones. So we have a blue shampoo that counteracts the red. And it really does work. If you want, like, that shiny, uh, cool tone brunette, use the blue shampoo. Justin, you were an amazing guest. If you don't get a podcast, I'm going to die. Oh. Uh, thank you so much for coming on. Of course. I've learned a lot. I actually feel bad. I keep looking over and like checking in with him. Like, this is the hardest thing for him to sit through. No, sure. no, no, it's not. You know what's funny? We've, we've had a lot of crazy. I always find like you're an interesting person. So if it's, you know, I'm always interested in, th like, if I have another business expert that tells me about social media, like, might not be that interesting. But this is new to me. So it's, it's interesting. Okay, cool. Do not steal my shampoo.
Michael. We're going to send him a lot, please. Give me I a have to use the no blue shampoo, Lauren. No, so because your hair is not colored. So the, I think the, the apple cider, right? Apple, everybody should use an apple cider vinegar. It's going to be a little bit different at first, our rinse, but start to replace your shampoo every once in a while. And I swear, you're like, guys, especially, like, if I get my hair actually shampooed now i hate it I, it feels fluffy it's like i don't know so i think apple cider vinegar once you become a fan you become addicted to it uh-oh great you're gonna steal yeah. all the products thank you for coming on of course thank you guys wait guys before you go justin anderson has offered you a code a good code okay use skinny hue for ten dollars off dphue.com I would really, really recommend picking up the apple cider vinegar hair rinse. It's insane, okay? Um, I can't even tell you how obsessed I am with it. In fact, it's so good that we're going to do a giveaway on it. All you have to do is go tell Justin and I your favorite part of this episode on my latest Instagram, and five of you will win, okay? That's apple cider vinegar hair rinse. It's like instead of shampoo, it's so good if you don't like washing your hair like me. If you want to pick up the rest of his products, I highly recommend getting the dry shampoo. It doesn't leave that white residue. Just go to dphue.com. That's d-p-h-u-e.com and use the code skinnyhue, S-k-i-n-n-y-h-u-e for $10 off. This episode was brought to you by Thrive Market. Thrive Market is your one-stop shop for high-end, high-quality, and highly discounted groceries, supplements, beauty supplies, beauty products, and household supplies. Thrive Market guarantees its customers 25 to 50% below retail on all items because it cuts out the middleman. Thrive Market is offering All Skinny Confidential, him and her listeners, 25% off your first order and free shipping with a one-month trial when you go to thrivemarket.com skinny. Again, that's thrivemarket.com skinny. Happy shopping, everyone, and we will be back next week. This episode is brought to you by Third Love. When it comes to bras and pajamas, I like to check my boxes, you know? I don't ask for much. I like the perfect fit, a lot of sizes, quality, convenience, and I'm very much not a mall person. So enter Third Love. I'm obsessed, okay, you guys? And they're offering our listeners 15% off your first order. Definitely get the organic jogger set. I like it in black right now. So go to thirdlove.com slash skinny and get 15% off your first purchase. Make sure you guys use the code. That's thirdlove.com slash skinny for 15% off today.